welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, one thing that is clear to me from our conversations is that nothing in this world is random. God is absolutely involved in every aspect of this world. And that means that I am not random. There's a reason that I'm here. There's a reason mankind is here. But in particular, I know I must have a purpose. But it makes me wonder sometimes, what is my purpose? And I guess I'm asking this question on two levels. There, I'm part of humanity, so there's a purpose for humanity. But each one of us as an individual, my understanding is not that there's, we're just mass quantities, that I'm an individual person, an individual soul, and I have my own individual purpose. So how do I get clarity on what that is? Excellent. So let's start from the general to the specific. The purpose of life is to live a whole life, a full life, a total life, a real life, a true life, uh, an ideal life, where life is not a means to an end, but it's an end unto itself. Uh, that itself is quite a new idea for most people. Most people think that life is for something other than life. But no, life is about living, living a full life. But what is a full life? You know, what is a full life? If, if I were a light bulb, then a full life for me would be shining and illuminating and filling the room with light and serving people so they can see and read and whatever. And that would be a full life for, for the uh, light bulb. And if I asked the light bulb, you know, what makes you happy? He'd say, just doing my thing. I'm just living my life. I, I, I'm a light bulb and I should be living I should be living light and providing light for people. And so the, uh, the goal of life is to live a full life. And to live a full life is to live the life that you are, um, you are um, so to speak, um, chosen to live. Let's, let's call it that. Uh, so, so what is that? Well, so first of all, in general, we are all here to live a good life. Most people think a good life is having a good time, but that's not so true. Uh, a good life is a life filled with good deeds. And, uh, you know, most people think a good time is having fun, but really we believe a good time is doing good. And the greatest good is when we choose good, even when we don't feel like doing good. That's, that's the epitome of goodness, that I do what's good because it's good. And, and even when I just don't feel like doing it, I do it because it's the right thing to do. It's the good thing to do. And that's in general. We should all be living a good life, which is a life filled with good deeds, which are deeds that are, uh, that are accomplished through sometimes very courageous, difficult choices. But we make that choice because it's, it's a good choice to do the good, even if it's not so easy or comfortable or even if I don't feel like it. But now the question is, so what's, you know, what's my purpose? Mm. Well, so, um, and how do I find my purpose? So there's a teaching from the great Vilna Goen, one of our greatest sages, uh, based on a verse that says, in all your ways, know God, and he will straighten your path. And the Vilna Goen explains that a way is kind of like a public highway, a, a, a road that everybody knows where it is and knows how to get onto it. Uh, and that road is be a good person. If you're Jewish, be a good Jew. Um, and, uh, and we know how to do that because we have a guide called the Torah that tells us how a Jew should be living. 
Um, and that's the highway. I got to get on the highway. So there's a, a general good life for human beings and a general good life for Jewish human beings. But what about David Aaron, Jewish human being? Mm. Well, so if I get on the highway, God will straighten my path. The Vilna Gaon says, God will reveal to you, you know, your specific path. So you get on the highway and you're driving and suddenly you see a sign that says, uh, Leora, five miles, you know, exit left. Okay, nobody gets off there because that's you, you know, but you have to get on the highway to get to that exit. And so too, maybe a little bit later, I'm going to get off the exit right in three miles. So the first thing is, how how is our particular mission or particular purpose uh, or the particular lifestyle that we've been, you know, created to live, how is that revealed to us? One thing is, before you can really succeed at your unique purpose, you, you should live as a good human being. And if you're Jewish, you should live as a good Jewish human being. And if you're other than Jewish, well, whatever your path is in your, your nation. But then there's living a good life for David Aaron, who's a Jew, who's part of human beings. So it's like concentric circles. And that, first of all, you're not going to get clarity on that if you're not a good human being. Um, but, uh, but even then, there are hints that Hashem gave us. And I'm sure I've, I've shared this idea before. Uh, and uh, I, I, I first heard it from a Rabbi Tatz, an excellent teacher. But uh, I'm going to add to his metaphor. Imagine you're at a um, construction site and you don't know what you're doing there. So, um, and somebody hands you a bag. Well, so you open your bag and in your bag you see uh, wire, I'm sorry, you see nails and hammers and a saw. Okay, I, I, I'm a carpenter. I, I know that from the tools that have been given to me. Guy beside me in his bag, there's wires and fuses and testers and he gets it. Oh, okay, I'm an electrician. To know what your purpose is, you have to look at what are the strengths that the, the, the creator has gifted you. Um, in my case, I was gifted the gift of gab. Uh, you know, I, I'm a public speaker and I've been doing that for a long time. And I never studied public speaking. I gave a talk at a conference a number of years ago. A fellow came up to me and he said, um, where did you study public speaking? And I said, I, I've never studied public speaking. He said, do you know that there are 10 points that a public speaker needs to hit to be an excellent public speaker? And I said, no, I don't know what they are. He said, you know, you're hitting all 10 of them. I'm a, I'm, I'm a trainer for public speaking. And you, you don't know anything about it? I don't know. It's just a gift. And I'm just grateful to God that he gave me this gift. Uh, if I were haughty, that would be ridiculous. That'd be as ridiculous as being being haughty over my ability to, to bend my finger. Like, of course, you can bend your finger. God gave you that ability. So, so when people are uncomfortable acknowledging their talents then and think that that's an act of humility, no, that's, that's a terrible act of gross ingrat ingratitude. You are ungrateful. God gave you a gift. You have, you have every responsibility to acknowledge that gift, that you have it, that you use it, and you thank God that you were 
you were gifted it. And very often people think humility is to put themselves down. No, humility is to be real with yourself and to humbly acknowledge the gifts and humbly be grateful for the gifts that God gave you. So in my case, I have the ability for public speaking. And uh, I've been told that the number one fear in the United States is public speaking. And the number two fear in the United States is death, which means that if you were asked to give a eulogy, you'd prefer to be dead than give that eulogy, which is not my joke, but Jerry Seinfeld's joke. <laughs> That's a Jerry Seinfeld joke. But uh, the point being is like, I, I don't have fear of public speaking and it's, it's just a gift. So uh, my purpose must have something to do with public speaking. Uh, and everybody should identify not just one talent, but you have a constellation of talents, um, a gift that God gave me is the ability to take deep, complex ideas and present them in a simple way that's accessible to most people. Hmm. Uh, that's just a gift. It's just the way my mind works. And I didn't train my mind to do that. It just does that. And everybody should identify what those, you know, that constellation of gifts, of talents that you've been given. Some people are great listeners and uh, you know, Liara, you're a great interviewer. I'm not, I, I would never be good at interviewing. That's I'm not good at that. And so everybody's got, you know, not just one, but a, a few talents. And you want to look at that and figure out what can I do with that? You know, what can I do with that? But in addition to that, uh, and this is where I add to Rabbi Tatz's metaphor is I think in your bag, there's another asset that you've been gifted that most people will be surprised is a gift. And that's your problems. Mm. Your problems are going to be probably amongst your greatest assets in life because your problems are what trains you to be empathetic. It takes one to know one. So one of my problems is or challenges is I'm a son of survivor. And I grew up at a very young age being very, very aware of suffering in the world and tragedy in the world and very aware of being hated in the world as a Jew. And, um, and that's something that really disturbed me. And I woke up to my mother screaming in the middle of the night, having a nightmare of the concentration camp. And I was bombarded with questions. Is there a God? And if there's a God, is he good? And if he's good, why is the world so bad? And if we were the chosen people, I wish he chose somebody else. I was set up to be a philosopher. I cannot not be a philosopher because at a very young age, I was disturbed by these ultimate questions about being at all. And so, so that's, um, that's an asset that I grew up with that kind of awareness of pain and suffering. And uh, that uh, helps me become more empathetic because it takes one to know one. And, you know, a person could be, it could be an orphan. And, and, and the question is, well, okay, this is in some way an asset to the purpose that you could be living. Um, maybe you're going to build an orphanage or maybe you're going to work with orphans. I, I don't know. Obviously, everything is, uh, there's no one answer that fits all, but that should be the conversation to look at your strengths, but also look at the challenges that you had in your life, put it all together and see, what can I do with this? You know, I think it was Carl Jung, the Swiss psychologist, who said, only the wounded doctor can heal. And I feel like I'm a wounded rabbi, and maybe that's why uh, I'm able to do what I do, because I'm able to 
take one to know one. I'm able to appreciate and empathize with with other people's wounds. Now, the way you're explaining this actually sounds so clear and so relatively simple. We're here to do good. What you're good at, what speaks to you within the realm of doing good is part of what your personal mission is within the context of humanity. What your problems are is also part of your mission. Okay, so you clarified this so simply. And then it makes me wonder, why is it that so many of us have such a struggle with trying to like, like, what's the point? What's the meaning of my life? What's my purpose? Why do we struggle with this so much? When at least the way you're explaining, it seems pretty clear and simple. I, I think part of the problem is something I heard a number of years ago from someone that we tend to ask our children, what do you want to be when you grow up? And how is this kid supposed to know what they want to be when they grow up? When I was a little kid, adults were asking me, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, how would I know? You know, and I was basically told what I want to be. You want to be a doctor. <laughs> That's what I was told. And when later on in my life, in my late, uh, in my early 20s, when I realized I want to be a rabbi, uh, you know, family members thought, what kind of job is that for a Jew? You know, like you're a Jew. You should be a doctor, lawyer, accountant, or dentist. <laughs> you know, it's like part of the confusion is we've been told at a young age by people, we've been influenced of what we want to be when we grow up. Uh, it's really the wrong question anyways. It's not what I want to be when I grow up. It's what do I think God wants me to be when I grow up? Because uh, I don't have the freedom to be what I want to be. I have the freedom to be what God wants me to be. And if I want to be what, and what God doesn't want me to be, it's not going to be good. <laughs> it's just not going to be good. Um, and so I think that's part of what's confusing people. We're also in a world, especially now with social media and people posting things and people are, have been convinced that money and fame are, is going to make me happy. And, uh, and they're basically trying to figure out what can I do with my life that will generate the most amount of money and the most amount of recognition, which that certainly isn't doing a lot of people good. Actually, the other day, someone sent me a, uh, I don't know if it's a documentary, but it was a collection of interviews with famous celebrities that are depressed. I mean, like famous celebrities that are depressed, uh, some contemporary, some from a little bit way or back. Uh, there was one interview with John Lennon, the Beatle. And, uh, and he said, listen, we had money, we had fame, and we had no joy. No joy. And I'm not, again, I'm not against money, I'm not against fame, but what gives you joy is a feeling that you are valuable because you are living your mission, you are doing your service. You know, if a, if, if, if a light bulb thought his purpose was to warm up the room, he won't be happy because that's not what he is. The light bulb is to illuminate the room, not warm up the room. And so the light bulb got it right. It's true. I do emit heat, but that's a side effect of the light that I'm here to do. So uh, we can also get easily confused by, you know, kind of a superficial goals and, and, and kind of lining everything up with the superficial goal, which is what is going to make me the most money and get me the most recognition. Mm. You know, that's such a powerful uh, point that you're making, because I think there are some people that are blessed to have their purpose is their vocation. I think that's when you call it a vocation, not just a job. Maybe someone's purpose is to be a teacher and they get to teach all the time and that fills them up because their their job is also their purpose. And so they combine it. 
But I think it's so true that in our culture and society, we define ourselves so much by what we do. And many people's jobs isn't necessarily their purpose completely. There happens to be other parts of the doing good part of who I am. Maybe this is how I bring money to my family, which is part of my purpose to support my family. But the doing good part can come in hobbies in in volunteering, in family, in so many other ways. And it's such a powerful point that if I'm going to define myself just based on a job, not based on how can I bring more good into this world or from the challenges I have, recognizing that's also part of my purpose. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense that that can lead to me still struggling to figure out what's my purpose because I'm defining my purpose wrong. That's right. And not always can we make a living from our purpose. It could be that we'll make a living from, I, I know this fellow who, 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 who built a company that uh, is successfully makes him a lot of money. And it's not anything that contributes a tremendous amount to the world. But it's his, his, but he make he's not hurting anybody, but he's not, it's not a big help to the world what he, what, what he produces. Uh, but it makes the money that affords him the time to dedicate almost all his time to the Jewish community. That's his purpose. And so he works for free for the Jewish community uh, while his company makes him the money so he can do that. So sometimes your purpose and your, your finances are, are not linked. Um, but sometimes they are, you know, and, uh, you know, my son, he's a horseback riding therapist. And uh, we just visited him uh, uh, two days ago at the uh, ranch that he uh, that he works at. And he himself uh, was in an accident at a young age that uh, that was traumatic for him. And we were recommended to take him to horseback riding therapy. And it was miraculous how it helped him. And since a little kid, his dream was to, to do this for other kids. And now he does that. What he is, is he's a, he's a horseback riding therapist. And right now he's working with teenagers that have police records and he helps them rehabilitate themselves and find confidence and, and a esteem, self-esteem through horseback riding. And it's wow. just so beautiful. He's not going to make a million dollars or anywhere close to that by being a horseback riding therapist. And yet he's so rich. And yesterday or two days ago, I, I witnessed how he was working with kids and it just like warmed my heart. He's literally saving these boys' lives. And one boy who is, 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 is has a serious uh, uh, police record told my son that it's because of you that I'm still alive and, and happy. Wow, that's such a powerful example of what you were talking about. What years ago was a problem turned into his purpose, which is also been transformed into all the good that he does now. So what you're really making me realize, Rabbi, is it actually can be pretty simple because it sounds so clear and simple the way you're explaining it. It's just sometimes the way we think about what our purpose is, we're going down the wrong path. So for any of us out there that are struggling to figure out what's my purpose, maybe, well, first of all, hearing this conversation is going to be very helpful, but maybe it's just about simplifying, but turning the angle in which you're thinking about what the purpose of life is all about getting clarity on that. It really is simple. And then thinking in the context of what am I good at? What good can I do and contribute to the world and the lives of others? And any challenges and problems I have, that also is part of my purpose in channeling that for the good. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. <laughs>